Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. Each episode, we pick a topic and make you a mix. This week, Julia, we have... Yes, Mike. We have... A guest. A guest. Yeah. Finally. I don't really like guests, but okay, if you guys have one, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Well, Julia, we are back. I know, I'm here. I know, you're across the table. Yeah, um, we new location. New location, couple different different things uh, that are going on. Still same house. Same, yes. About 15 or so feet from where we usually are. Yes. And outside in the living room area. I can actually look at you now. Right. I kind of like the setup. If I it do weren't too. for a certain four-legged creature yeah. thing. The listeners of the show, all eight of you will know that uh, <laughs> the, the slogan is Dwight can't hang because usually he can't. But now we're in the living room, so this is where Dwight lives. So you're going to hear some growling and some things. Uh, he's cute. He's real cute. He's but got he, that going for him. He makes him. his presence known for sure. So, uh, exciting today. Yeah, we have a guest. We have a guest. Another guest. Our guest, um, uh, we will introduce him in a second, but I've been friends with a very, very long time. And uh, the fact that uh, he's been in several bands and um, good friend over the years and knows a lot about music. So, it's a really good candidate. He actually took it very seriously. We've we've talked a couple times. See, Dwight's already, you can can hear him smelling you on the microphone. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Dwight, but uh, he took it very seriously. We talked, we, we exchanged texts about, he had a playlist all ready to go like a few days in advance, which is very rare. Yep. So <laughs> He's more prepared than we are. Right. I did mine during my lunch break today at work. But uh, so how, how was your weekend? How do you have anything you want to address before we get started? Um, if you guys want to know about my personal life, I went to roller skate camp over the weekend for Did you adults. really go to roller skate camp? How was it? Oh my God. Did you I play so many friends. with some boys? Made, there were like two boys there. Pretty sure they were all gay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> judging by the leggings, the flower print leggings they wore, I'm pretty sure they hey, were dude, gay. You know what? Um, Some people are fluid about their style. It's cool. Sure. Um, Maybe they're the smartest straight men ever. A lot of white girls with dreadlocks. So oh, it's like that. Wasn't a fan of that. Um, it was in a cool place, and I got to sleep up in top bunk, and they made me vegan food. They made you vegan food? Yeah. Oh, nice. So we had like vegan lasagna the first day, like a vegan burger the second day. And then the last day was like, so the last day was like teriyaki tofu or something like Mm. whatever. It was fine. Breakfast though was like three pounds of tofu with mixed with like red onion, black beans and avocado cold. Gross. And it was the grossest thing I've ever had to eat in my life. <laughs> was it cold or was it like, oh, we just forgot to cook it? Or was no, it? No, <laughs> they had like, it oh, on it. That's the uncooked one. It was like on a heating tray, but it was uh-huh. still cold. So that's when, um, no, for dinner, a friend and I, like, we had to run to the grocery store uh, oh, because we couldn't good. take, like, we're adults, but the camp only had, like, vending machines that sold Powerade or iced tea. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I need soda. Yeah. Or I need chocolate. I need something. So need we something. ran and did that. But it was pretty cool overall. Only fell a handful of times. My thumb feels a lot better than it did 
when I fell on it. Um, wow. So you were taking this seriously. You were really taking this. Uh... I tried to because I need hobbies and I hate. Like, I've been trying to say yes to new experiences. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. So I jumped at the chance to go to this camp because it was a limited number of people, which mm-hmm. still like 200 women roller skating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, you know, just trying new things to well, see what I like and what I didn't since like. Since I know you're saying yes to things, um, nope. well, I'm starting a society of people who are going to help me trim my uh, my hedges outside. Is this because I'm like brown? A, it's a two-man job. I don't job. think that's how it's that It's a works. two-person job. And you so. could qualify as a man to do this because it's manly work. Um, no. <laughs> and okay, I'm, I'm just saying I'm putting it out there. You want to do new things, and I want to help you. I want. I'm here to facilitate your 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 best self. So I know my people were probably made for manual labor, but See, I'm not you, doing. You're that. bringing that. Up. I'm not bringing up that ugliness. <laughs> whatever. You you have fun with all that mess, girl. <laughs> <laughs> How okay. was your weekend? What was going it was on? good. Uh, very disappointed about Game of Thrones. Actually, I don't want to talk about right. It, it was really terrible. Yes. Uh, I don't like you take a character arc that you built up all these years and if i was a woman i'd be really pissed yeah you know because I can say as a you woman, have this I'm strong pissed. woman uh that you've built up over these years and you have you had a character in her brother for those of you who don't know i'm sorry we're, just, we're going into it yeah get get out from under the rock and, and just just give it three episodes if you don't like it turn it off that's fine i don't care but uh but you have her her brother is a total tyrant in the beginning and you don't want him to get into power because he will turn into that what she has become on this episode. So, spoiler alert, guess what? It sucks. <laughs> anyway, uh and then um other than that, uh yeah, we didn't really we didn't have a whole lot we were doing um around here. It was actually kind of nice. So, anyway, let's get to this. Yeah. Let's get to this. Do it. So, uh want to introduce our guest. So, this guy, this person. <laughs> so, so much our guest is Brian Mashburn. Uh, you may know Brian from bands like, uh, say, Ferris or Los Pantalones back in the day. If you, if oh, you're, if Deep you're going Cut. With deep Cut. Going Name back dropper. With, um, sorry. Sorry. I was around, okay, when they were <laughs> yeah, popular. Was, so, <laughs> so was um, I five? Just kidding. And then more recently, uh, Starpool and also <laughs> Bite Me Bambi. So, there's, there's a multitude of of connections there yes. so brian welcome to mixtape mixtape podcast for coming podcast. on thanks guys thanks for having me uh so. first big question mm-hmm. tell us how much you like our show it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> we asked brian no joke audience we asked brian proving that six people listen to the show i don't know who has it running and we get reports of hundreds and hundreds yeah. but realistically <clears throat> like six people he goes i go do you listen to it he goes yeah i listened to the first one and like this like the one a couple weeks later <laughs> It's fine. That's I believe okay. it. I'm, I'm not that's mad. not going to hamper your experience as a guest. I promise you. <laughs> it's, it's your podcast and then Game of Thrones. Right. So yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll there take that. Go. Good, good, Especially good, good. season eight Game of Thrones. If it yeah. was like season two Game of Thrones, yeah. then. Right. Yeah. Well, Brian's got a family. You know, he's got yeah. kids. So, you know, it's like time is limited. Is limited. So, so uh, let's see. When did we meet, Brian? We actually met in high school. You didn't go to, we didn't go to same junior high. I don't think. No, we did actually. Oh, we did. See, oh, see, really? see how good he is? No, no I didn't. Way to study was, up on your... Hey, dude. I was, a, I was a dork in high school. I just want to keep my head down. Okay? <laughs> keep my head down and not get messed up. No, yeah. We went to same junior high and then high school, but I think we kind of met around like sophomore year of high school. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. We actually uh, had a... Um, me and another guy, uh, Dan, were trying to start a band. Oop, that's a microphone, Julia, right Sorry. there. <laughs> we were start trying to start a band, and we uh, I lived in a little condo, like a 900-square-foot condo with my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom didn't get home until like 5 in the afternoon. So we 
literally brought a full band setup and set it up in my <laughs> living room. I don't know what we were thinking, dude. Like, it was the last day of school for 10th grade. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, there's a jam session at this guy Mike's house. Yeah, yeah. Go across the street. To it's across house. the street at this place. Yeah. And so people just start showing up. But what instrument were you playing at the time? No, no instrument. Oh, he, was okay. he was playing host. I was playing host. Oh, got it. And they had a... They had a um, a microphone free so they're like oh well you can sing if you want you know mm-hmm. kind of a thing i'm like oh, i don't really sing but okay uh so but uh brian's friend steve had a full drum kit like a full drum kit and he brought it and set it up in the living room and it took up like 80 percent of the living room <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we jammed a few songs and uh the rest is history brian went on to do other things with other bands as did i but did you uh, have like a first did you guys have a band or you guys just jammed together I helped bring my friend's drum set in, and that was that's as <laughs> yeah, cool as you I was. Play I was, guitar yet, I was right? just the dude who helped bring the drums in. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I just came in. I just sat on the couch and watched everybody like jamming pretty much. I think I picked up a mandolin, and Mike went, hey, you should put that back down. <laughs> I, went, oh, I had a mandolin. I did have a mandolin at the sorry, time. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> unless but, you know how to play that, dude, because it, it takes forever to tune, you know. <laughs> but a band did start from that because I think that's where he started. His first group was because some of the people met there. Mm-hmm. And then the first band I was ever in started because I saw a guy playing guitar who got up. And then first day of junior year, I walked with that guy. I said, are you in a band? He's like, no. And I'm like, we should start a band. You were awesome. I remember you got that jam, you know, so it was yeah, that I jam that everybody started played, my first uh, band. Message in a Bottle or yeah. Yeah, everybody played Message nice. in a Bottle by, by He was by like, police. and the guy, he was just note for note, like perfect. And I was like, dude, why is nobody in a band with this guy, you know? So that guy, his name was Nate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was cousins with uh, my good friend, Dan, uh, who was, ended up being a bass player. And we've, we've been in several bands together. So it seems like all the counterparts were made that day. Dan and I were always friends, but became musical counterparts. And then Brian found some of his musical counterparts that day yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. So yeah. I love that Orange County scene that it just, like everyone's known each other for so long. Yeah. In this like primarily maybe ska scene or an alternative scene. Like everyone's just known each other from the beginning, from... yeah. For years. Well, you know what's funny about that is that there was no way for us to connect. It's not like we could go on a chat room that was for musicians mm-hmm. at the time and get to know each other or a Facebook group or anything like that. I mean, we all kind of, you know, they say birds of a feather. Because you talk about music all the time, you attract other people to talk about music yeah. and you end up becoming friends. And and so it's no, there's, I mean, it's no accident. Church bells. Church bells. Oh, see? That's nice, though. We could yeah. say we're in, like, San Juan, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's crazy that uh, we all kind of got together. But in a way, it isn't because what are you going to do? Live in a bubble? We all talk about what we're doing yeah. and the stuff we're into. So. Yeah, Do you guys true. have, like, a party line where you call each <laughs> That'd other? That'd be cool. I, we, that would have been great, but no. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody had the wherewithal for that. <laughs> but, you know, if we soon. wanted to do anything, we uh, do a band. We'd had to create it ourselves. We had to find a rehearsal place ourselves. We had to, if we ever wanted to record, we had to do that ourselves. I mean, everything was all done, you know, DIY. Absolutely, 100%. So it's true. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, so let's see. Uh, do you want to get us started? Yeah. yeah. Well, talk about the topic. Yeah. Brian, fill oh, yeah. us Brian, on. pick the topic. That's yeah. right. We don't know what the topic is yet. So the topic is uh, cover songs that are actually better than the originals. Yes. Cool. And it is a subjective topic, but... Yes. Here we go. Oh, I don't know. And you know, this these things always start... At, they're like a thread. They start one place and they end up somewhere else. It's true. Mm-hmm. What I found with it is all the ones that I knew, 
I almost like the originals better after hearing them. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh man, that's, oh, this is, wow, I know this song is way more popular, but man, this is a much better version. Well, and we were talking before you got here. We're like, well, do we just like the song itself and that's what makes it good to us? Or is it really a better, a better version? Yeah. Or is it just nice to hear something different? So, So yeah. Yeah. So when I was making my list, I kind of, I had both kind of thoughts. One was, I'm going to start with the easy one first. Yeah. The ones where it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, but I did come across that too, where I was like, yeah, that one's better. Right. And then I went through and I was listening to them and I was like, Ooh, you know what? Now with some time mm-hmm. kind of appreciate yeah. maybe that one that was a little bit older when it was first recorded. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely uh, some that are kind of a push. Oh, for sure. For sure. I found that too. So, um, well, and, and this is actually Brian's topic. He actually sent me a, Hey, I've got a good idea for your podcast. You should do songs that are covers that are better than the originals. I'm like, perfect. When are you coming on? Cause, uh, if it's your idea, you get to float it. That's yeah. fine. Cause we're out of ideas. At this I point. did not know. We've only done like 20 hey, something episodes and we're out of ideas. Already. There is a, a list of topics, although we never go by it. Like we yeah, kind right. of put together a list of this is what we could do here, 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 here. And we just don't stick to it. <laughs> Just right. some things come up and everything sounds better later. But. Yeah, exactly. So, well, but yeah. so um, what do you think, dude? What, what do you want to play? All right. Well, I'm going to start with like a really easy one. Mm-hmm. I think this is, uh, most people would agree uh, if they hear the two different songs. Um, not that it's my favorite song, but I just think the comparison is easy to make. Uh, Red, Red Wine. Okay. So what we're going to do, a little different than we usually yeah. do, we're going to play just a little snippet of the original, and then we're going to play the regular allotment of the i'm assuming you want the ub40 version that would be the better version the better yes. version yes okay <laughs> so the original first one by neil diamond yeah the original by neil diamond he wrote it congratulations neil wow but, he, gets, uh, he got paid in the 80s he got paid was, big right yeah, yeah yeah i mean he got paid anyway but yeah geez. i think he's still getting paid i think they remixed it like five times for ub40 and put it yeah. out over and over again well you know but, uh one of us in this group is an extremely big ub40 fan that is me i am so she proud is of so that proud of it. She i it. love she ub40 it. all right well there you go i picked uh, one you like i can't yeah. wait till you're actually 40 because then that whole year it'll be rad oh <laughs> my god i i can't wait till Til we have i your am UB40 40 party and then I'll, I'm just going to make carry around like a glass of red wine everywhere and just like sway you, back okay. and forth um, to it. Do you think that that's what it is? <laughs> because yeah. you still have responsibilities over no, the age of 40. No, no, no. <laughs> Everything's right. gone by then. Here it is. This is Neil Diamond, UB40, and then we'll listen together. Red, red wine. Go to my Make me forget that I still need her soul. After hearing the Neil Diamond version, <laughs> I, you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I, I find the Neil Diamond version since I haven't heard that version really refreshing, and it makes sense as like a country western song too. Okay. I I don't mind it. 
Okay. I still love the UB40 version, but I it's mean, given really the nice. the context of it, I guess that probably came out in the early 70s, I'm guessing. Or, uh, I have no clue. I'm sorry, but I just, when I heard it, I went, wow. Well, you, it's you, from. You sounded really depressed when you wrote yeah. that song. <laughs> it's from classics, the early years, so I'm going to assume that it's from the late 60s, early 70s. It's going to be yeah. Neil Diamond, but well, yeah. Um, way bigger <laughs> fan of the UB40 version, and it lends itself really well to a reggae song. Like yeah, it really does. I, I think it does. It does. Um, let me find the album. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. But uh, I think in general, um, mm. I don't. I'm not. I don't know any Neil Diamond songs other than the Biggies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I know Coming to America, and I know uh, Sweet Caroline, and I know. Uh, that's about. I'm it. I'm not gonna lie. I just I heard it one time, and I went, "Oh my God, he wrote this song." I'm like. It's so bad. How did they take what he did yeah, yeah. and turn it into what they did? It's, right. That, that's right. A, well, I think it's a vast improvement. And then, like, people give UB40 so much crap. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, to your point, look at what they did to that song. Yeah. yeah. They've refri- revived it. There's something to be said there, man. If, you, yeah. if you're not a good writer or whatever, but you can arrange well and find a good niche mm-hmm. that's, and you produce well or you're with a good producer, that's all you really need. I totally. Mean, it's amazing how many songs, and we're going to come across this in this list mm-hmm. of stuff I came up with or that I found, where, oh, that song is known as a Clash song, but really it is a whoever song mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 dwight playing with his toy sorry guys <laughs> dwight apparently can hang tonight all right julie why don't you go okay um <laughs> he's, he's he's making sure he's known okay so the cover of this song automatically makes it better because the song is crap to begin with that's just my opinion <laughs> so um, like starting off with complete shite right? <laughs> so <And? laughs> you can only go up from this song so the original song is kings of leon sex on fire wait that's a cover song? No, they're the oh. original song. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'll play, right, we're doing the original and then oh, the gotcha, cover. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, Okay, got it. This Ooh. is the format of the show that you Yeah, set. okay, gotcha. Yeah, got it. Okay, so we'll play Sex Some on... Some people have to make others feel small when they're just asking questions. Some people have to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait, just to clarify, you don't like their version? No. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Bold statement. No. That's bold. Bold statement. I don't like Kings... I liked one Kings of Leon album, Aha Shake... It was like an older album, which wasn't too bad. But then, like, the Sex on Fire came out, and I just couldn't stand them after that. Um, but hmm. anyways, we'll That's play. Bold. That's bold. All right. Yeah. So you're going to play Lost Master Plus then, aren't you, after this? How'd you know? Are. Okay. I just I know you. I've been mm-hmm. doing this a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's, uh, they're really creative with a lot of those and, and, uh, seeing them live too, they really pull it off live. So, yeah. So they're, they're cool. But. They make this song tolerable for me. So <laughs> I appreciate it. So much salt. Yeah. So, what do you think, Brian? Uh, I thought it was an interesting take on it, but I didn't hate the original either though. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I could get down with both. 
She can get down. With, okay, he can get down with both. I got you. All right. <laughs> so, um, I really on this song, uh, the one I'm picking. Okay. It's weird because it's a very famous song. Okay. But I couldn't find the very original recording of it. So I was going to pick Desperado by the Eagles. And mm-hmm. it's a known thing with Desperado. You speak more of kind of like a country, like shuffle. Jeez, Dwight, relax. Um, and they played it and they were going to put it on the record. And Linda Rodstan ended up covering it because they were all her kind of set musicians. Oh. And she covered the, they, the way that we know it now is the way she played it. Okay, she arranged so it. So she hmm. arranged it and played it live, and it became very popular. And they mm-hmm. so popular, they had to re-record it. Oh. And so I'm only going to play one song because I want to play her version because it's okay. the one that kind of created the version that we know. And I could not find for the life of me the other version. I was going to wipe it all together, but I just thought it was a cool story, like that they had, uh, you know, in 1973, they had, you know, what? Who did the original? The Eagles. Oh. The Eagles okay. wrote it. So, so Glenn Fry and Don Henley wrote it. But uh, they, um, but they, uh, they had it, and it was more of like a kind of a swing shuffle, a little faster than it than it normally, like a honky tonk kind of a song. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so they ended up, uh, and it, and it wasn't that popular, you know. They they had it, and they had it recorded, and they were about to put the record out, and then she covered it the way the ballad way with the mm-hmm. piano and everything, and it became very popular. Okay. So for her, and then they re-recorded it for themselves. So here's her version, and it's going to sound a lot like the version you already have known. And hopefully, by the time this airs, we'll find the other version. <laughs> wow, that little bastard dog. <laughs> Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. You're a hard one But I know That you got your reasons These things that So, anyway I thought it was beautiful Yeah, her like, voice is really yeah. something, right? Yeah. I mean, like like we were talking about it during while I was playing But I consider that kind of like more like my mom's music Like, I, it's not anything I would I would normally just say Let's listen to Linda Ronstadt but Or really, Talina Talina from Bite Me Bambi loves Linda Ronstadt She does, yeah In fact, she said true. that's how she grew up learning to sing was with that cassette and know, dude, or something like that. And seriously with, with her voice, it's like, I mean, it, it's definitely unique. You know, when you, when you hear it, it's, you hear a pure voice like that. It's I mean, would you guys do a Linda Ronstadt cover? Is there a song that you guys, um, doesn't she do you're there, so vain? There, no, 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 she does no good or you're no good. You're no good. Mm. That's the one she does. Yeah. That might be cool. I there was, know. there was a rumor once about something being tried. Oh, okay. You never know. You know, oh, save it for the B sides. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I just play keyboards. I'm not. I'm privy to those conversations. <laughs> but your keyboards are so integral to a third wave ska band, Mike. They, they are just just like you know. Ask ask the keyboard player for Depeche Mode. He knows all about it. Exactly. Total ska band. <laughs> all right. Okay. So uh, so Brian, you're next. What do you uh, what do you what are you gonna do uh, for us? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead of my list here. Um, this song is. It's cool in both versions, but I think the person who covered, I mean, literally, like, just made it her own, and it's an all-time classic, and that's Respect. Oh, yeah. Originally done by Mm -hmm. Otis Redding. Uh, He wrote the song. Then Aretha Franklin took it. She changed some of the words and made it sort of an empowerment song, and it's a timeless classic. Awesome. Well, let's listen to Otis Redding's version here, and we'll uh, we'll check this out. And I'm about to give you all of my money. But all I want you to do is just give it, give it respect when I come home. 
So that was awesome. Yeah, I didn't. To be honest, we're sitting here talking about it, and I didn't. I have that Otis Redding record, um, the best, the very best of Otis Redding, and uh, I thought he covered Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I, think, I didn't know he wrote it. Yeah, most people I think do. It's hard. Like I enjoy both of them. Otis's is, is kind of coming from this like heartbreak or sounds like a huge breakup song and hers is too but it's so empowering and it's so it hits harder than his does yeah it does but they both to me they they both are they're both great they yeah. just they hit in different ways for me yeah right and and i think uh also adding her adding that ad lib in the end that everybody knows of that song i mean so that's, yeah the breakdown part she changed some of the lyrics she definitely made it like a like an anthem for women, you know, yeah. which right. is a totally different thing than what he was going for. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, both great versions. But yeah, she's so just... R.I.P. to both, to both those people. That's pretty awesome. No. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, Julia, what do you got? Okay. Um, so the song is by U2. So it's Sunday, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. That's a cover song? No. Aren't we doing the original first and then we're oh. going to go into the cover? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't... Because you're bringing up these songs. I didn't realize people cover them. Like, yeah. who would have the balls to cover that? Saul Williams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And it's great. Saul Williams? Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Actually. And it, where U2's version, for me, is very... Like, obviously, it's a protest political song. But Saul's is much more angry to me. Um, or at least it hits that way with the music. But um, I definitely... This is one where I enjoy Saul's more than I do U2's. So let's start with U2's version. I to be honest, the way they produced that, um, I liked it. I, I I'm trying to think about the way the way that, that was produced. I, I like that it's I like that it's angrier because obviously it's an angry song, uh, and I I don't know. I think I think the the original version is kind of classic rocky to me. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. So um, yeah, I mean like that song is kind of like I've heard it probably thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I liked it better. Just I think it's kind of too ingrained for me. Okay. You know, but that's just me. But what do you think? No, I'll allow it. Yeah, I definitely could see where he was going for like more edge and kind of a, a little bit of a modern take on it mm-hmm. to a certain degree. It's an interesting song to cover because yeah. it's so specific about a specific event that exactly. happened, right, you know, in Ireland. Um, but yeah, ballsy for him. Yeah, know? and I, like- I kind of like that um, that air break thing that he's doing in the the way they produced it with that like that cutting almost mm-hmm. like a it's almost like a dj break that they would use oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. he does a lot of like just speaking the lyrics rather than singing so i feel like it has a different an added punch to it right i'm gonna look up to see why he covered this song but you guys 
Let's okay. continue on. Well, there you go. Yeah, a little backgrounds. Yeah. Never, never bad. Oh, it was produced and arranged by Trent Reznor. Oh, there you go. Okay, that makes uh, makes a lot sense. of sense to. Okay, you know, and it. and that's what's great about this show is that I always say that this show is for the casual listener, but it's also we get confused sometimes about. Um, or we get confused or mixed signals about where it's sometimes too inside baseball, where like we talk about liner notes and people who played on things, people who produced. Yeah. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. If you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, that I get that. Okay, there's yeah. a signature on that, you know, and, and we could totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Your turn. I'm going to do uh, both of these songs are great and I love them both. Um, one guy I've grown to really love, the original artist I've grown to love as I've gotten older. And uh, the first band I respect, I'm not a huge fan of, and again, but I've probably played them more on this show than anybody just because of their significance. But it's uh, The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie. And a very popular version that came out in the 90s was from the MTV Unplugged of Nirvana that they did it as well. And so, um, to be honest, we were talking about this before the show, and and, or or actually, I think in the beginning, and uh, we were saying how... how, um, when I listened to the original, I liked it better. <laughs> so yeah. This, yeah. this is one of those where as I, I, I actually was introduced to the song by the Nirvana version. I didn't okay. know the other version. So, uh, but you I, do love yourself some Nirvana. I don't though. That's I my know. thing is I don't listen to Nirvana. Like I don't ever think, Oh, you know what? I'm going to listen to Nirvana. Today. Is that just like a, a nod to how significant they are in the, but for me, they're not. Yeah. I've always said that. Like, for me, Brad Knoll had more impact, I think, for me than... Well, not just Frank for you, Black. but maybe the music industry in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. probably, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I agree. I was in the same boat. I, I think Nirvana introduced me to that song as well, because I didn't own that early Bowie stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's not something like a teenager, I don't think, or a... a not at that group. Not it, at that age when not at that Nirvana age, came right? out. Yeah. But... um. Same thing two years later when I heard the Bowie version, I went, hmm, I think I kind of like the Bowie one a little better. <laughs> yeah. Then again, there's his live too, you know. Right, yeah. so right, right. Slightly and, different take. You know, and it's also the, the you know, it's the it's the 90s, slackery, you know, it, it was a whole different vibe back then. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway. But she she makes a great point, which is none of us would be talking about this song if Nirvana probably hadn't done it. Because yeah. they yeah. were huge yeah. at that Until point. Until we did our know? Bowie, our favorites of Bowie episode or whatever. Oh, that'd be which a good episode. Is, which is coming. Okay. <laughs> write that down. Put that ideas. on the list that we throw ideas. away. The list that we've thrown away, put that on that list. Okay, so here, here's Bowie's version. We passed upon the stairs. We spoke of what and when. Although I wasn't there. We passed upon the stairs Spoken walls and well Although I wasn't there I think the Nirvana version is great for being in that time. Yes. For being in the nineties. That was great. But I agree. I love the Bowie version yeah. a, lot, a lot more. I do too. And actually just sitting here listening to it. And uh, what's that percussive thing with the, it's like usually like a fish that they leave that. Oh yeah. That yeah. thing. And then with the, um, with the uh, Farfisa that he's playing. In well, there, and I think it's hard it's because really he's doing cool. it acu- acoustic versus 
recording. Like a full recording right. of it. So yeah. it, it's kind of hard to compare, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there our general go. consensus was that we like the Bowie version better, but props to Nirvana for bringing that song back to popular attention. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, right. like we said, I don't think any of us would know about yeah. that and song. And how many kids, like even me, like, okay, so... I knew it was a cover song because it said David Bowie, it's a cover song, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, not having the access at that time to the internet or whatever, it was like, okay, it was lost on me until I heard that song on like a classic rock station years later. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, this must be, okay. And you're kind of putting these puzzles together, you yeah. know? It's like, that's a great thing we have in Southern California. I think what's awesome about our culture here is that there's so many little radio stations, like college stations or whatever that are around. And you can hear some great stuff all the time. What was Sorry, that, Julia? Man. Was that a piece of metal that you're drinking out it's of? It's my hydro flask. Oh, it's your hydro flask. That okay. I've dropped several times and has dents all over well, it. Well, we do so. know about your finding pebbles with your skates and falling, so yeah. it's okay. Clumsy. We'll bring about that. Cool, Brian. Well, what do you Rude. got? What do you got oh, next? I'm up. I'm up. Um, oh, no. Julia, are you up? No, it's, oh, yeah, you it's Brian. Me? Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know how much time we have left, so. We have all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. How okay, then I'll Square space allows for whatever. I'll save my... My best one for uh, last then. Um, I'm going to go with the, uh, a classic song called I Fought the Law. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the version that was first recorded was uh, that was made famous was uh, by a guy named Bobby Fuller, but it was actually written by one of the band members of uh, Buddy Holly's Crickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, cool. After Buddy Holly died, the Crickets tried to continue, and they wrote this song, and then it, they, they couldn't get a record deal. So then the song was given to Bobby Fuller, who recorded it and had a hit. And then it was later covered by The Clash in the 70s when mm-hmm. their version of the big just, record yeah, on, uh, yeah. on uh, London Calling, right? And it's a classic. Yeah. Okay, well, let's listen to the Bobby Fuller 4 version, and uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, dude. Uh, after hearing both, um, God, man, I, I really like the Bobby Fuller 4 I version. Do too. It's really great. But um, I love The Clash. So. But The Clash... Okay, for everybody who who has ever like listened to an A&R guy talk, mm-hmm. they talk about The Clash as being one of the quintessential bands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, they're not technically, you know, great, but... They're so good. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, they're such a great band. You know, oh, so it's that's a hard one because they're both good. I I lean towards a clash for me personally, but uh, I would too. But I, I always do. I always lean towards a clash for all that stuff. And I so. guess I I don't know much about Bobby Fuller as an artist. If he was an activist, if he you know was was you know like the Clash where they stood for something and were active and yeah. political like that because it Probably just not. has so much more weight yeah i don't this think is the so. 50s, I don't, but i don't know early yeah. 60s who knows i think it was just like a cool rock and roll song you know mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah but uh yeah i mean i i just 
his version's cool. Like you can definitely tell it was probably really cool for the time it came out, but then mm-hmm. the clash just took it and just gave it teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. Like we were saying we were listening to it, even that even the first guitar riff. I mean mm-hmm. the first little guitar riff was enough. Now granted amplification technology was different and you know all that other stuff but, but even net you know even now the, that clash recording is what from the 70s yeah you know and so, it sounds and like still, it could be you could today. put on the radio yeah. today and it would sound great no and and it does that's rad okay well julia what do you got how are you gonna follow okay. that well i was my next choice was actually a clash song oh. so i'm gonna i stole your thunder I i'm sorry it's two okay. clash songs on my list I <laughs> what songs off. okay let's just get it out of the way what were you gonna do uh brand new cadillac uh there was a that's a um a cover from a, a band called the Renegades. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I had Police and Thieves. Uh, I was going to do uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Oh, uh, okay. Which a newer Latin artist, I, sometimes I don't know how to pronounce the X in Spanish, Sina Rubinos did mm-hmm. a Spanish cover of the song, which is. Okay. I'll play okay. for you guys later, but it's actually really good. But I'm going to choose a song called When You Are Mine, originally done by Prince. Covered by Cindy Lauper. Yes. Don't talk. Don't talk about Prince with this man over here. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are we gonna have problems here? I feel bad. It's um, gonna be tough. So I, I'd always known that it was covered by Prince, or no, that Prince did the original, but I never really took the time to listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. I like both. Sure. I, I think I love Cindy's more because I, that was like my one of the first albums that I had. So yeah, I you love weird. You, is have like, nos- you have the nostalgia to it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's crazy because Cindy Lauper didn't really mean a whole lot to me. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of kitschy more than anything because mm-hmm. of the weird, her uh, voice. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Lou Albino and the wrestling thing and all that, like she was part of. Um, so I didn't really get it, but there's people that are profoundly affected by her that are mm-hmm. younger than me. Like, so, okay. So like you're around your age, but I love that album. I don't know anything else by her. Right. It's that album that I, that I love. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a, it's significant that, um, that, uh, it just depends on when you were, when you were coming up and listening yeah. to the radio, like what you, what you latched onto. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause okay, cool. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Let's start with Prince. I do. I, I, the Cindy Lauper version, I think she's great. I think she has a great voice. Mm-hmm. I just, I happen to like the Prince version just a little better. Brian? Okay. I like the keyboard better, to be honest. Give Brian the, the floor space. Okay. okay. So for Dance me, space. I first came across that song when I, this is going to sound stupid, but my Prince journey when I became like uh-huh. super fan. Um, so Because, you know, he is a super I fan. I did not know. He is a so super fan. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so I, yeah. So growing up, my brother was like the Prince fan. We like shared okay. room and I did not like Prince that much as a uh-huh. kid, like a little bit, but not that much. Because, you know, when you're little, you like, like 
really whatever or whatever yeah, like Scorpions no not springsteen that's <laughs> easy guy whoa you take it easy now no. i have respect for the guy but i was not as a springsteen fan as a seven-year-old um <laughs> what seven-year-old would be yeah. i wasn't like. either but uh, scandal i like scandal when i was seven years yeah, old. yeah you okay? know you, you like like kids in america whatever pop yeah, song right, playing yeah. jesse's girl but um you know when i got into prince later on i started listening like through the albums sort of about the same time i became a musician i started like like rediscovering him and i was like dude this guy is like the best of the best yeah and so that song for me was when i got into his record dirty mind so i didn't really remember her version Mm -hmm. until like i saw a rerun of i think it was like hot dog the movie it was like an 80s movie that that song was in (laughs) i don't know and then i was like and i was like oh my god she did a someone did a cover of this prince song and then they were like oh this was actually was like a minor hit for her so i was like Mm -hmm. oh that's interesting um so for me i'm just i'm biased i love prince so i have to go it just it it doesn't sound so I I like Prince. I don't know too much about him or much of his catalog. Sure. So from what I do know, that song is very different from a lot of the Prince yes. that I know. So yes. that song almost sounds like, hey, dude, you need a hit. Like, you need something. Kind you know of. I mean? Like, it's a very poppy song compared to what he typically did. The interesting thing for the record that he did, the reason why it sounds the way it does is he, those are actually his demos. So he, okay. he had a four-track machine, and he demoed out the whole album, and then he was going to go back to his band and go to a recording studio to do it. And then he was like, it was sort of when the minimalist thing was hitting in New York, mm-hmm. and he went, no, I'm going to just put out the demos as the album, which is why it's very, very basic, and he played pretty much all the instruments and stuff. And then uh, her version is, for its time, like, you know, it was like stay of the art. You know, it's very eighties. You know, that those oh, the like very eighties well. song. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting now. It sounds like a Nile Rodgers like production, even though it probably wasn't. But yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting. I I wouldn't hate on either one, but I gotta go with I gotta go with Prince. That's okay. Yeah, and you know what's <laughs> cool. amazing uh, about about a guy like Prince is after Prince passed away, there was all these um, videos of Prince playing guitar that came out, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough uh, to see him. Oh, it must have been. Oh, mid mid two thousands. He played, did a whole bunch of shows at the Staples Center, and he did a he did a. Uh, I was on the floor level, by this like in front row of this acoustic stage. So he did a full set, and then he walked out. I think that tour, I forget what it was, but it was like when he was out as a Jehovah's Witness or whatever it was. And um, was it the Musicology tour where you get where you got the free album when you walked into the building? Yes, yeah, Whoa, that was that's it. cool. And he so but. but Obviously, he's great. I mean, you see him play, I'm singing, dancing, entertaining everybody, playing guitar while doing it. Mm-hmm. But then he did this like 45 minute blues standard set where he was playing acoustic, some of his songs, and then some like straight ahead blues standards. And he was absolutely amazing as a guitar mm-hmm. player. Like, wow. Just him and a guitar was, you could watch that for hours. You know, I would have paid the money I paid just to watch him play and a guitar. It's, it's funny bringing it up. That's the first tour that I actually got to see him live. I kept trying to catch him in the 90s and it just never worked out. And that was the first tour we actually went back to playing some hits. He hadn't played hits in like a decade. He right, that's what people said. That he just wouldn't play them. And then he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to come out. I'm going to play two tracks off the new record, and I'm just going to play all hits for you guys. And then he was like, oh, cool. You're going to do that? You can play Staples. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Right. Everyone's coming. But right. you're right. It was great. He had like sort of like three acts. He had like his thing. Then he had that breakdown like acoustic set, and they came back. And right. I was sitting in the opposite section. I was in the second to the highest row. Oh, okay, in the back top. Nice. I had uh, some drunk gangsters that dropped nachos on me and everything. <laughs> it was probably the worst concert-going experience you should have, uh-huh. and I still thought it was the best show I ever went to. My right. life. That's yeah. how into it I was. Right. So it was 
pretty darn amazing. He's a great band. Like well, everyone was so good. You know, back in those days, dude, you could um, get tickets by calling like when they went on sale, calling like the Rhode Island Ticketmaster. And like get your tickets there because there was nobody calling in at yeah. that time. So that was the, that was the inside tip. Hey, in 2005, you want to buy concert tickets? I'm your man. I know how to get them. Uh, <laughs> not waiting in front of JC Penny or anything like no, that. No, dude. No, I was, I was too old okay. for that at that point. Now, but it. yeah, I used to do that. Depeche Mode's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, go get. You got to line up for a wristband, and then they determine where they're going to start the lines oh. based on a random number in that wristband. So you could be in the front, you could be in the back. That's just how that went. I always remember <laughs> that episode of Saved by the Bell where they wait overnight and mall for cons for you two tickets for you two tickets yeah they send screech to do it and of course screech fucks it up whatever screech Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna tell you guys that if i've seen two episodes of say by the bell then i've seen a lot because i don't think i've even seen two (laughs) i know there's a guy named belding i know that yeah and i know screech i know the characters because they've grown on gone on to the pop lexicon but i couldn't tell you any storylines any so i recommend so if you do want to watch it there's a really great (laughs) there's a really great podcast is it called zach morris is trash because i watch i see that on facebook and i agree he is trash trash. he's beautiful (laughs) but he is trash you know he's indonesian dutch like like your co-host I'm actually German French now, or German uh, white now. But you know, for years I thought I was told I was Indonesian Dutch. So oh my god, you can't let it go. No. I can't. Oh, the podcast is called Go Bayside. It's by April Richardson, a comedian, mm-hmm. and she goes through every single episode and breaks it down. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Even the two movies. That sounds like my personal what? hell. Actually, even the but, two movies. Right. She has a bunch of guests, like. Um, <laughs> Uh, she has a bunch of guests on the show, other comedians, and they like break it down. But basically, like Zach Morris is garbage. Yes, he's, he's a garbage human being. Beautiful garbage. Um, he's also a garbage. Person so he's like a in real life. Oh, I don't he? care. Okay. He's gorgeous. So he's like awful. a tonics wrapper. Like it's beautiful, but it's still trash <laughs> once the tonics has been eaten. But at least then you got to eat the tonics. Right. Yeah. You know. So let's just get a ruling on this because Brian's about my age. So yeah, he hmm. could he could. He could make a ruling on Save by the Save by the Bell a big deal, or it was. I, I don't know how you didn't watch Save by the Bell. I didn't watch yeah. it. I'd watched it too. You were too Sally cool for Sally. Just ate Raphael. It was on, at the time. Apparently. It was on the weekends. It was like yeah. it was the weekend shows. I had cable, homie. <laughs> okay, were you yeah. watching HBO as a seven-year-old or something? I, we've always had HBO. Yeah. Wow, you're rich. We weren't rich. We just we had different priorities. <laughs> <laughs> And we still do. Right now, I'm totally broke. But HBO's got a really great experience. Yeah. Until this weekend. And then, fuck oh. it. Oh, no. But, here we go. Okay. Again. We're so going, if down. You watch, going down. I know that this is a music podcast, but yes. watch Veep. Veep just aired their series finale. And it was Shut. on season two. No, of Veep. Well, best. I am so okay. behind on I that show. I loved two. it so much. Somebody told me that she got elected president. I was like, what? Wait. I got to go back and watch it. No, you have to watch it. It's a great it. show. It's such a great show. I and I fully believe that. The way it's written and the way it's acted is how our democracy is in real life oh, okay. and how our government sure is in real life. Oh, so. abs- absolutely. Absolutely. But and I love, I love how they actually keep up on current political trends because mm-hmm. you know that those writers are working hard behind the scenes. I'm going to play a song. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exit um, TV corner. Well, since you guys just totally shit on Bruce Springsteen, I'm not going to play the Manford Man Blinded by the Light. I actually had a Bruce song, too. I'm just going to say this. I was never a fan. I never owned any of his records. But uh, someone randomly gave me his book. Oh, yeah. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. We talked about this for rehearsal, yeah. And I read it because I was just like, one day I was like, all right, I'll just start reading it. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Because anytime you read like sort of someone's origin story, like how did they get into music and Mm -hmm. how did they make it so... 
having played music, I was like, oh, that's so interesting how there's always like similarities along with like, you know, obviously differences because of the generations and stuff. But it was great. I had a lot of respect for the guy after that. And it actually yeah. did make me go and start listening yeah. to some of his records. And so, so, so I, I recommend if you're going to listen, Born to Run obviously is the pinnacle. That's the one I think it didn't get much better than that uh although people will say the jury's out but um that book was so fascinating because it talks about how he's lived he, they were so poor that he lived above the kitchen he, he was lucky to get moved into the into the room above the kitchen so he could feel the hot plate when it turned on in the morning like the burners yeah. it's like wow that's uh that's poor like you know that's, that's it's interesting yeah no it's a good book it really good was. and you know I, I have a respect for him as a human being just as an activist um he really puts his money where his mouth is and he'll fight People try like happen. Reagan try to use one of his songs. He's like, "No, dude, I'm suing mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. Cease and desist, or mm-hmm. you'll get sued." And he sued him. You know, so wow. yeah, uh, it's you know, and it, it always seems to happen with uh, guys like that who write these great songs for the people, and somebody tries to abscond with it. So good for him. Uh, okay, I'm gonna play more of a um, newer song that both both tracks are great, and they came out within a, just a few years of each other. But I'm a fan of both bands, one more than the other. Uh, the original is by the Jesus and Mary Chain. Uh, it's off their pinnacle record called Automatic. But it's the song Head On, their big single. Oh, good and song. great song. And it was actually covered by the Pixies just a couple years later. And I actually like the Pixies version better. So, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So here we go, Head On, Jesus and Mary Chain. both kind of sound the same to me um i'm the only one here that's That's not a i'm not a musician so you guys know what you're talking about more than me i think i like the jesus and mary chain version more okay um just it's less distortion again not a musician don't know what i'm talking about less distortion for me it's the more classic version no you're true yeah i'm gonna have to say i I think it's just probably the nostalgia but i like the Jesus and the Mary Jane version better too. I mean, the Pixies version is actually cool. It's it is cool. It's it, it definitely is more rocky and it's like it's more aggressive. So right. it's cool. I like it. I don't know. There's something about the original. It's just kind of a classic to me. The, it, it and Automatic is an absolute classic record. I mean, it it, really start is. to finish, it's a great record. We were just talking about. Uh, they played at Alex's bar um, a couple of years ago, and coincidentally, all of us were there. We're yeah, just all, randomly. Just randomly. Just randomly. Just all there, there happened to show up, and it was one of those things. Hey, uh, I was told by who booked it i'm not gonna tell you who it is just go to, you're gonna thank me if you go to alex's barn oh yeah i guess it wasn't yeah. that random yeah i think no, the same very... person is re- <laughs> we're right. all there because of the same person so, yeah <laughs> very so selective somebody show. somebody pulled the strings on that for everybody to have a good time so that was good so thank you thank you john albert for doing that um <laughs> and that was the someone and that was the someone and that was we the magic name we drop name, we name. so much on i this know show. we do really do just because you know he's, I, I want him on the show 
We should have him on the show. I Although know. he's, you know, what's he going to do? Talk about cereal? Like, you know. He loves a cereal. He loves himself he some cereal. He loves a cereal. There's a restaurant in uh, London. A cereal bar. Is that what it's Cereal called? killer. Cereal killer. Oh. Yeah, where you can get all different types of cereal and eat it. And John's <laughs> like, we have... A, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian and I have a friend who just got back from London. He was there for like a couple weeks or whatever it was. And I'm on a, th- a text thread with him saying, hey, go here, go here, go here. And John is saying... Oh, you got to go to Serial Killer. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got to hit up Serial Killer. <laughs> like, there's bar none, nothing else. Like, don't there's, see don't see Queensbridge. Don't see any of that yeah. stuff. Don't see the London Eye. Go to Serial Killer. It's all about eating. <laughs> I mean, okay, Serial side story. We went to this grocery store called Grocery Store Outlet or Grocery Outlet. Yeah. Because um, it just opened in Long Beach. Yeah, they have so one, right? many good here. cereals there. Strawberry shortcake, Captain Crunch. Oh, what? Uh, frosted chocolate, frosted flakes with marshmallows. Like what? it's all the weird ones that they test out, like in the Midwest, you know, in grocery stores that don't make it. Diabetes? So then they diabetes, man. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> how was it? So Wilford, how was it working uh, with? Um, Oh, shit. That would have been a funny joke if I remembered her name. The girl was on 90210. Dang it. Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. How was it working with Shannon Doherty on that family show you were on? Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> How do you feel about you two? Diabetes. <laughs> oh, right, Quaker Oats. It's good right. for you. All right. Moving on. And uh, moving it's, on. It's your turn. Brian. It's my turn again? It yeah. is on you. You get, you get a turn every now and again. How many songs do we have? Let's get a rule. So we're, this will be... Two more EPs. Okay. Two more a piece, yeah. Do two more a piece. So mm-hmm. he's got this one and another one. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So this one, both versions are cool. The original is obviously the people wrote it, so it's it's classic. But I just kind of like this version better. And I, I, I thought of this at the last minute. Um, there was an 80s movie called The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Echo and the Bunnymen did a version of it. It's a song called People Are Strange, originally done by The Doors. People are strange when you're a stranger Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked when you're unwanted Streets are uneven when you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange People are strange when you're a stranger Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked when you're unwanted Streets are uneven when you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange Yeah, so you were saying, Julia? I was saying that as a 33 and a half year old woman now, (laughs) I watched this movie maybe two years ago. That movie is Lost Boys, right? Lost Boys. Didn't care for it. Didn't do anything for me. Okay. Um, But like you were saying, bring on. I think it's just in its time, like when it came out, you know, it was like the hot teen movie with the hot teen stars, and it was like. You know, vampires wasn't overdone. There was no Twilight mm-hmm. and all that junk. So, 
it was kind of a cool movie in this time. But yeah, now you watch it. Yeah, yeah, both Corey's little, in it, dude. It had both. So movies. whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. sorry. So quit your front end. All right. Sorry. And then Sutherland <laughs> in it, who was like that was when he was like the man. So yeah, it was cool in its time. You're right. It's a little dated now. You know, it is. It was a while, but in time it was cool. But getting to the song. Yeah, uh, sorry. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Echo and the Bunnymen. I thought they did a great job with that song. Like yeah. the original is cool, but. I did too. And I, I think I just have an aversion to the doors. Like I'm just Some people are like that. I know. just I um I don't know if this is gonna make any sense. But anything that like people have nostalgia for that are like super fans of like I Love Lucy, Marilyn Monroe, Blah you know, like Audrey Hepburn, the door yeah. like all those like Bob Marley, those super fans of that type of stuff, I automatically like Go in the opposite direction. (laughs) The things that you would find posters for at a swap meet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, you know, they, oh, we've licensed Marilyn Rose Image to all these um, beauty products or whatever. Now you have to buy a whole line of of beauty products. It's like, dude, that's just dumb. Yeah. Come on. It's the type of people who shop at like, in the 80s, they used to have these stores, and I don't think they have them anymore, but kind of like Spencer's Gifts, but like way more 80s where they had like blow up gumbies and like weird things uh, i'd be all about that store yeah it's kind of like that and that that's what that stuff kind of reminds me of uh-huh. with this licensing of the you know of the uh, like more people more people know that cafe at night um not van gogh with the cafe at night uh um image of uh, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, basically, with Humphrey Bogart and Marilyn Monroe and James oh, yeah. Dean all sitting at the mm-hmm. counter. That's a real painting that mm-hmm. has none of those people in it. Yeah. And it's only known as how it was kind of bastardized. There's somebody's like famous artwork mm-hmm. that is bastardized by having Marilyn Monroe and all these guys kind of just stenciled in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty lame. But anyway, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I can totally see where you're coming from with that. I can yeah. totally see where you're coming from. And Lost Boys is a great movie. So Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I do like the Jesus Mary Chain version. I will say that. No, the Echo and the Bunnyman. Oh, wait. Wrong song. Wrong yeah. band. That was the one before. I'm here. Yeah, that was the one before. Both, I'm here. Both, both 80s groups, though. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you, uh, there's actually a, a cool tirade that Jack Black, we were just watching High Fidelity on Saturday, mm-hmm. where he just flips out about, about Echo and the Bunnyman, and uh, <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain to some dude in the store. I was like, yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. Uh, well, so what is yours, Julia? What do you think? Know, Second it, to last. We're I make know. It good. We're getting to that part where I'm like freaking out and I'm panicking running, on what I'm song. running out of songs. Guys, I don't know what What do I do. typically skate to? Jeez. Well, <laughs> if it's going to be something I skate to, it's probably Lady Big Marmalade. <laughs> Sorry. But... Forget. We're gonna play Lady Marmalade. So the real Lady Marmalade. So originally by Patti LaBelle, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then done by the super group of Christina Aguilera. Um, hey Dwight. I know. <laughs> Who did the super group version? He likes Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. You said her name. Lil and he came Kim, running. Lil Maya, Cam. Pink. Like there little was tie a tie-in for last. We played Little Kim in the last week's oh, episode. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We yep. did. Um, so yeah, let's start with the Patti LaBelle version. I like her. She had Tony Hawk hair. Back when it wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a reason to like a song. I'm just saying. Okay, here's uh, Lady Marmalade by Patti LaBelle, and then we'll go into the cover.
all the banks, let them know we bout that cake straight out the gate. Uh. We independent women, some mistake us for whores. I'm saying, why spend mine when I can spend yours? Disagree? Well, that's you, and I'm sorry. I'ma keep playing these cats out like a car. High heel shoes, getting love from the dudes. Four badass chicks from the Moulin Rouge. Hey, sisters, so sisters, better get that dough, sisters. I gotta say, man, I like the, uh, I kind of like the newer version. It has like an extra punch, like it, it gives it a little more attitude and like kind of kicks it up a notch, Emerald style, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> like that? So yeah. you see? I was waiting okay. for that. All right. Um, I, I just, despite the fact that in the original version the organ player shreds in it, that's no, good. But, Got it. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I like the pop appeal of the of the other one, and that's the one I'm kind of more familiar with, anyway. So I don't know. Man, it's hard to go against Aunt Patty, you know what I mean? I know, right? She's Aunt Patty. She makes those pies. But, you know, the the new version is... Sweet potato uh, pies. Yeah. The, the new version's great. Um, it's almost a push for me, just because yeah. Patty's such a great singer mm-hmm. and, you know, the nostalgicness of the original. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a push. Okay. All right. Very, very sit-and-fence non-committal of you. <laughs> As our friend Jack Black from the from the High Fidelity would say, very pussy. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Don't Julia. insult I know you don't guess. like that word. Actually, right. I call people that at work all the time. Quit being a pussy. No, I say uh, puss. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> right? That's like, it's like, so my thing, for those of you who have never seen me in person, I'm a, I'm a big dude. And my, uh, my, my thing that I say to men all mm-hmm. the time is, hey, pumpkin, how's it going? <laughs> and it's very emasculating. <laughs> Especially if the guy is smaller than you, and I say it all the time, Love I'm it. known for it. People like Love it. bring me like little pumpkin things because they think mm-hmm. that I, I'm into it. No, it's basically just an insult, slap in the face. Uh, it's my way of socially rebelling. But <laughs> all right, um, okay. Go I'm gonna ahead. move on. Uh, yeah. Second to last song. So I really like both versions of this song. Again, uh, I'm a big fan because I grew up watching PBS. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, because, and. One of the first cassettes I ever bought was at uh, TGNY. Uh, it, if you know Target now, that was the nice, nice version of TGNY. TGNY was like a little store like that. And it was a nice price cassette. I think it was like three bucks. And I bought Bridge Over Troubled Water. I didn't even know what it was. And I had it sitting there. And I didn't discover it again until I was like 14 years old. I put it in. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And then I started watching them on PBS and stuff. So this is Hazy Shade of Winter off of Bookends. Um, and the cover version will be from the Bengals uh, in the late 80s, who was a ah, band. So good cover. I prefer that version, but here is Simon and Garfunkel's version right now. Again, remind me. Simon and Carfunkel. Oh. You didn't remember. Apparently, it's not that. <laughs> I know. 
because it was like lot, literally 40 seconds a ago. lot happened in between <laughs> sorry um i'm dealing with some shit man <laughs> okay, my so thumb I, hurts from my fall it's so funny like i know the whole topic is originals better yeah. or covers better than the originals but i feel like we're we're going back and forth on a lot of these here and Dwight is pissed about all of them. So. And Dwight, he's not a music fan. He no. prefers to read. He prefers to read. <laughs> he's still mad about Simon and Garfunkel breaking up. Yeah, I think so. Jeez, dude. Um, so it's, it's funny how we started the topic one way, but I feel like we've sort of... I like just talking about the songs and yeah. just discussing them in general. Um, again, I think I'm a Simon and Garfunkel fan. Okay, look at you. Fan. I'm gonna, Sorry. I'm going to play uh, the opposite coin. Just I, Again, I think just because I heard the Bengals version first, that's why I learned it. So mm-hmm. um, the, the original one's cool because, like I was saying kind of off off mic earlier, is that you go back to that old production, it kind of sounds more indie now. So yeah, it, is, right. it is cool, you know. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like the more like upbeat kind of rock version. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I think what's indicative of that, Hazy Shade of Winters, in the beginning you have this airy like... Sorry, my plane's coming. Oh, I got to go. Bird. Oh, that's oh, that's Sir Richard Branson. He's coming in for a hello. Oh, welcome. Oh, I thought it was just a topic. I love it. <laughs> um, I used to own a record Branson. label once. It was no. called Virgin. Did you ever heard of Have it? Have you heard of it? I have an airline, and I've got. I'm going to space. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I've actually never heard Sir Richard Branson, so he could actually be from the South. I would have yeah. no idea. Who knows? <laughs> I assume he's a Sir, so he's got to be English. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, with the Bengals version, that's like you were saying, a lot of people had never heard that. But I think the production value in the beginning, they have the airy windwoods, like uh, woodwinds of the that's uh, a little of, cheesy. The, of the DX7, like the yeah. Yamaha DX7. And I was telling Julia, I'm like, if you ever hear this type of keyboard, that is a Yamaha DX7 and it's in <laughs> everything that was made in the 80s. If it was in made from 1980, like four to 1990, that keyboard played it. <laughs> So, that is true. That is very yeah. true. Brownie points if you can name what movie soundtrack that song was on. Oh, without I looking it up, I can do that right now. Oh, okay. I Prove it. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, it was called uh, Bright Lights, Big City. Nope. Really? Julie? In your face? Oh, I don't know. I'm... Less than zero. Oh, less than zero. Oh, you're at seven. Robert, yeah, I need you. Yes, 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 yes. So, Mister Iron Man himself. Same. Um, I remember that movie. You're right. Same. Same concept of both movies. Both New York like Coke movies. Yes. Right? But yeah. Okay. So you're right. Less it than was zero. actually a lot of those brat packs. He had Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, had uh, James had the, Spader, right? No. No, the other guy from Pretty in Pink. Oh, okay. the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Oh. Uh, which were Blaine. Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. and yeah. it had Jamie Gertz, Jamie who Gertz, was also yes. in Lost Boys yes. from our earlier ah. soundtrack. Oh wow, look at that, Dwight! What do you think? Okay, right, <laughs> awesome, good point. All good points. Dwight, you all can't right. use that language. On Dwight our hates show. all the songs. Please. Yeah, Dwight's like uh, he says all of our choices are poor. Now, last week with the hip hop one was dope. This one <laughs> sucks. Okay, cool. So there you go. All right. Well, so last round, Brian, your last one. Last one. Last okay. How one. are you going to end this? Uh, with a bank. Can I uh, bend the rules a little bit here? Oh, Always. Geez, what? Okay. All right. I'm going to do uh, a little of the uh, history of the song kind of thing that we were talking about earlier. Okay. okay. So for this last one, I just wanted to throw this out there because most people don't know this. I didn't even realize this until not too long ago. Uh, the song I'm going to pick is a very famous song, one of the most famous songs ever, Twist and Shout. Okay. Most mm-hmm. people are aware of the Beatles version, obviously. Um, and then other people think, oh, yeah, they covered the Isley Brothers. Most people don't realize that the Isley Brothers was also a cover. Oh, oh. Really? The original song was uh, recorded by a group called the Top Notes. Yes. And, and it was interesting th- that I could not find it. <laughs> yeah. So 
we, we, well, we will find a version of it, but um, it was actually one of the first songs that Phil Spector ever produced. Oh, oh wow. wow. And Very the cool. two guys who wrote the song hated it so much that one of the co-writers took the song and went a few months later to the Isley Brothers and gave it to them and produced them, and they had their first major hit like huh. pop on the down the pop charts with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and then the Beatles were such big fans of the Isley Brothers arrangement that they did their version of it. And now, so I think I've heard the Beatles song. Maybe <laughs> maybe once. I'm actually big fans of the Ferris Bueller version. Yeah. Uh, it's also in a, <laughs> another 80s movie soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. If you haven't found a theme, I know a lot about 80s music. I feel like we need to do a John Hughes uh episode or something then. John um, Hughes or deep or 80s deep tracks? I yeah. don't know. That's, yeah, that might be cool. I could come over on that day too. Okay. All right. All right. Um, perfect. Got but, another uh, guess. Guys. So maybe we could play all three versions just because the original version is so completely different, it doesn't even sound like the same song. I think after hearing all three of those, I actually like the first one is really cool. I, I, I see where they were going with it, and but the Beatles one is just so ingrained into yeah. like what we know. But it's a great progression to hear those those three songs and how. And if anybody ever asks, one time somebody asked me, "What does a producer even do?" Totally, it, it does shit like that. Like you start here, and it gets progressively arranged a little differently, and a little more tweaked, and a little more tweaked. And I mean, they sound like two different songs to me. Absolutely, yeah, That's from crazy. the beginning to where it ended, absolutely. Like, if you played that, I'd be like, oh, this is a weird soul kind of version of Twist and Shout that somebody's doing, if I heard the lyrics. If I didn't even hear the lyrics, then I wouldn't even know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. So, what do you think, Julia? Um... Same thing. Like, I feel like I'm used to hearing the Beatles version, and that's how I feel like the song should sound. Mm. But it was really refreshing to hear the top knots in there original version because it doesn't sound like that song at all um but i think i i like the isley brothers version overall it's a good version too yeah i think what it was was the original writers probably kind of pictured it closer to how the isley brothers did it Mm -hmm. but when uh specter did it he was doing like what was probably like the current trend in music like the the, how you would arrange songs the Mm -hmm. wall of sound style or yeah i mean it was that yeah yeah, but it's just just probably what was like kind of contemporary like the way the beat was and everything like that um yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think the Isaac Brothers version is great, too. But um, I don't know. I'm a huge Beatles fan. To be so. honest, and yeah, the, I am, too. It's kind of a legendary recording, too, like how it came about. Yeah. He was like a one take. Right. Mm-hmm. John couldn't sing it again. They recorded. They had 15 minutes of recording time left in the studio on their first album ever. They gave one pass at it. He had a yeah. ripping sore throat, just went for it. They said, okay, that was great. Can we do another take? He literally couldn't speak a word. So they're like, mm-hmm. there you go. And the rest is history, so... 
That's rad. All those, uh, there's so many great Beatles songs like that. You know, we, we were talking about, um, uh, what was the song we were, we were trying to play that song? What was that song called? We were trying to play? Uh, oh, <laughs> um, oh, you, oh, the Beatles song. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> the Beatles song, that one. Yeah, that um, one. Um, oh, oh, a little help from my friends. A little help from my friends, yeah. And how, like, we were talking about that. And how, I don't know anybody who's a bigger Beatles dork than me. I've probably seen every documentary on the Beatles. And so every time you chime in with a Beatles fact, I'm like, that's, wait, that's very true. I've seen that. <laughs> Did we mention yet that you two are in Bite Me Bambi together? Um, I don't know. If we I know we mentioned that Brian. Now the secret's out. Now everybody knows. Great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks a lot. You know what's weird is we've been friends a very long time. It's the first time we've ever been in a band together. I know. It's, true. it's, it's true. taken so long. It's well, true. you know, he's since the first since the first uh, uh, exposure to music, um, mm-hmm. he's gone on to actually master it. Whereas I've just <laughs> kind of just throw dirty looks at the keyboard until it makes sounds. <laughs> I just like and go just do that. Mm. Okay, it's anyway. just time, you know. Eventually, your Venn diagram overlaps, you know. And yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. You he surrounds himself with more mediocre musicians until the point where it's. Until <laughs> <where laughs> I, I just stop. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> until he's like, I'm just going to create myself, uh, record myself <laughs> no. going bloop, bloop, bloop in a microphone and we'll make it something. Well, <laughs> I just, it's weird and amazing for me to have admired you as a musician for so long oh, and wow. the bands that you've been in to being buddies with you now sure. <laughs> and that's always been a really weird thing she had to say ferris poster on her wall when she was a kid i did admit it, oh. admit it. Oh, it's cool. weird to say kid but teenager sure <laughs> 14 15 13 14 15 well, 16 17 18 well, we yeah. were teenagers too yeah. Yeah. a lot exactly. of that too so i wanted to say ferris Tattoo wanted it all. Wow. Um, we could still make that happen right now. <laughs> tattoos hurt. Like <laughs> it's hard. Like I have them, but I'm like, why do I keep getting these? They hurt every single time I get a tattoo, and it's so. I'm painful. just saying, maybe you just get the bear hat without a head on it, just the bear hat like mm. on its own. People, those who know would know. I did make my own bear hat well, at one maybe point. Maybe we can have Bill did draw really? it. Up. Yeah, I did. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. So. He's friends with Bill. Maybe Bill draw one up for you. <laughs> I can't. We can get that put on today. <laughs> no, I got to get my fruit on my knuckles. That's the first step. Can I tell That's you? That's what I want. Do you want to hear some funny stories about yes. the bear hat? Because the bear hat itself kind of had a, its Ooh, own let's life. Dish. Let's yeah. dish. Yeah. So he made the first one himself, <clears throat> and then um, it got stolen one time. Mm. And then we had to do a show, and this is how ridiculous things are. It was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We can't perform. He doesn't have the bear hat. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, right? Like yeah. in hindsight. But at the time, it seemed like a serious thing, right? So then our, our, our road manager was wearing like this big old uh, like 10-gallon cowboy hat. So he had to perform the show. Because we thought if he didn't wear some kind of hat, it just wouldn't work. People Which, wouldn't know who he is. Yeah. The band's like it's not going to happen. Oh, they, yeah. got a, they got right? a guy to fill in that yeah. kind of looks like him. Like, who is this guy? So then, so, so then he tried some alternatives, right? Because we didn't have the hat. And like he, he made like a panda one one time with this really furry stuffed animal. Uh-huh. And then the fur came off and it just stuck to his face <laughs> while he was playing. So he looked like he had a full beard. <laughs> and it was really hot. And that didn't work. He, he looks had, like Chaka from the from uh, Land of the Lost. <laughs> Just like, yeah, it was just really, it was, it was really bad. So eventually he just had to go and find the exact same brand bear they originally had. He had to remake one while we were on the road and it was really funny. And then years later, I somehow inherited the hat. I don't know how, but it ended Mm -hmm. up my house, you know, after the band was over. And then one day I just remember I came out, I used to have a dog and my dog just got the hat and he's just going to town, eating the hell out of the hat in the backyard. He's just (laughs) running around with the bear hat. And I'm like, Wow. If that's not symbolism for a dead band, I don't know what is. <laughs> I don't know what is exactly. No, that's and that's what's 
What's funny is if it, not knowing if you guys don't know Bill Yuichi as well, he's such a mellow dude. Like he's just such a mellow, cool dude that it's. I could see him like, oh, this is funny. I'll wear this once. Oh uh, no, he would have been cracking up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll wear this once, and then it now it's a thing. You gotta oh, wear this every day. Yeah, the the thing was actually randomly, Mike and them had thrown a show with his band, and they I said, hey, would you guys play on this? And I think it was like our second show. And we had the idea, like, oh, let's go get these funny stage attires. We all had ridiculous outfits, but everyone's was stupid. Like, everyone's, like, ideas was not funny. Like, it was dumb. Like, the sex right. players looked like NBA basketball players in the 90s I, with, like, I a totally purple suit yes. and a green totally suit. The kills. Yeah, it was just, but it was bad, right? Like, I don't know. I was wearing, like, some hippies, like, weird fur yeah. thing. I thought like I should right. have been the loving spoonful. None of it worked, but Bill came out, and just being Bill, he had... Uh, I, he found a "Where's the Beef" T-shirt in the thrift Perfect. store. Oh my god, I like, like it. a homemade one with uh-huh. like with like an iron on or something. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> iron on letters, and then he had like a bright pink like uh, ski overalls or something. Like uh-huh. you, I don't know what you would have wore this for. And then he made that hat. That's the '90s right there, dude. And that's totally, like, that's totally. And everybody the 90s. was just cracking up so hard that we were like, "Did you have to keep wearing that?" And it just like he got stuck, stuck with that for like the next whatever yeah. it was like four years. Until finally, he was like, "Dude." Next record, I'm done with that bear hat. <laughs> you know what's funny is that him and Ryan and I were talking a few weeks ago, and and I was talking about playing the accordion in a band and how it was a gimmick as like a as a really lanky, big dude playing the accordion. And Bill goes, "Oh yeah, that was your bear hat. That's just how it was. That's mm-hmm. your bear hat." I'm like, "That's every band has a bear hat. Every band has that one thing that they that they have that yeah. that is that thing, you know." But uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that was at that big Scott show. I remember. Yeah, that was a. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a night for sure. Uh, we'll so talk what about a lot of people don't know though is that Brian is the one who wrote uh he, what you write most all the Bambi songs. A uh, co-wrote, yeah, co-wrote. co-wrote. Yeah. How did you get started off being the writing side of the band? Uh, kind of randomly. So circling back to that earlier conversation we had when I started my first band, I was a drummer um, with the guy, the guitar player that I saw at Mike's house at that jam. Um, big Nate. And we had no singer. And um, the thing was, that guy was a really, really good guitar player. Like, technically, he could learn songs. But we'd be like, let's write something. And he couldn't write anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he would pair the guitar, and he'd play something. And I'd be like, dude, that's literally Patience by Guns N' Roses. That's the exact <laughs> same song. He's like, okay, I got another one. And he's like, I'm like, that's exactly the same as this Jane's Addiction song. Like, you just keep taking the same cover songs we already play, and you just keep saying the originals. So I knew, like, six songs. So I'd be the guy, I'd go out there, and I'd put together a chord arrangement, go play this, play this, and I get behind the drums. So that's kind of how it briefly started. And then, yeah, just like, you know, two, three bands down the line, I ended up being the guy who'd be like, nobody ever had any ideas. And I'd be like, what do we do this? And then slowly it just became like, hey, what do we play? And the next thing I know, I'm like, am, am I writing yeah. songs? Am I this song you, That's the thing about being in a band that nobody ever tells you. If you get to the point where it's like, oh, you know, with the first record, we'll gang write this song or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll gang yeah. write these. All it takes is a couple of guys to get happy like in their life like oh i've got a girlfriend i'm happy with or i've got something where i'm not super creative because it comes more out of angst a lot of the time especially in the early days right it's usually like either really super happiness or like really like really, bummed outness or right. like loneliness <laughs> right or loneliness. i have nothing better to do and and i know for me it's like you know you co- you you write as much as you can together the first tra- first album everybody writes together and then it, it's like oh well what are we going to do now and you you kind of get together and yeah, in my case, uh, Brian Gilmore from my band, he uh, he would from Superhero. He would uh, he had like a period where he was like so prolific because he was going through all this pain and like breakup, mm. and so he wrote like all these songs, and so and then it just became like, oh, well, what else you got? 
because those are pretty mm-hmm. good. What else you got? And everybody just got lazy about it, you know, sure, yeah. where he, he was, he was honing a craft more than any of us mm-hmm. were. So I could see that totally. I saw that happen firsthand as the, as the side man in every band I've ever been in, you know, it's like, <laughs> just kind of how it goes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, cool. Who's, whose turn is it anyway? Are we almost, it's, that was the last yeah. round. So so me, Mario. Okay. Oh, somebody had to play three songs for the last turn whatever. <laughs> It, okay. was, it was the musical history portion. It was the songwriter of the group had to pay his three songs. <laughs> Listen to me. Okay, sorry. So this song is actually a Bruce Springsteen song. What? And then it's covered whoa, whoa. by a band oh. that I enjoy a lot. So this is Atlantic City. Oh, nice. I and like then it's covered by a really great band called The Hold Steady. Oh, I love it. And that I found the song off of an album called War Child. And it's a benefit album to benefit children affected by war. So there's a, so many artists on here like Beck, The Hold Steady, Lily Allen, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, um, Franz Ferdinand. So they all do cover songs. Um, but that's how I heard about this. And I think it's a great song. So let's start with Bruce. Okay. Bruce. Kind of know which way you're going to lean already. <laughs> but let's play that. it anyways. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty And make me a night in Atlantic City Well, I got a job and tried to Put your makeup on, make your hair look pretty Okay, so I like the yeah. old steady version. Um, I, my, my fear was the saxophone part. Uh-huh. And they they used it. They used a good sax player. So you can't, yeah. dude. Yeah, Clarence Clemens on that. You know, I mean, What's Clarence, the... Cle- Clarence Clemens was was uh, before he passed was Bruce Springsteen's sax player, and he may not be the best sax player in the world, but uh, he knew exactly where where to play. You mm-hmm. know, and and what to play, and so that. And that's enough. Like, I, for me, mm-hmm. that's enough. You know, so for them to record that song, and they would have to get a good sax player to put in put in on that. And I think they did a good job with it. So, and I and cool. I love the band, the Hold Steady themselves. Uh, we were talking about it during the break, but great band. Is if you're if you're an aging guy who wants to be in a band, all those guys in the Hold Steady had given up playing music. They were all in bands mm. for years, given up. The singer, I think, got a corporate job in New Jersey and was like. He was like a copy repair guy or something like that. Okay. And totally given up on it. And in his 30s, him and his buddies got a thing together where they, they got a band, they played a party, and somebody happened to be at the party that was important. And oh, wow. it took off for them. Yeah. You know, like that. And I actually saw them at um, in Liverpool, I think. Oh, did you get to see them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucky. And they were, they were at Sound City. They were... They were they're really good, and they're an acquired taste, too. Like, they have... They, they definitely The are. guy's voice is a little weird. Yeah. And, you know. and it's kind of like... Like, again, like speaking rather than singing yeah. lyrics. And so. it's very much, it lends itself actually to that particular Bruce yeah. Springsteen song for that reason, you know? So, I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I, I'm not really that familiar with that song, so I have to say I'm coming in on a blank slate. But mm-hmm. uh, I like the new version, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought the sax player did a good job, and 
um, like you said, I think whatever stylistically that group does, it really did lend itself to that song. So, yeah. but I'll go with the new one. I like them too because they got a they got a B three player in there. It's pretty good. <laughs> so biased. <laughs> Okay. But, dude, Bruce Reeves had Danny Federici, so I'm just saying, like, you know, there's, you know, anyway. All right. We Forget won't talk about, about that. it. Forget about it. Whatever. Okay. This is the last song. Last Mike, song it's for all me. you. Ooh, what to choose. There's so many songs. I mean, we could go a route. I mean, Julia hates Tom Waits, but we could go that route. He recorded no, Downtown can't. Train, and then Rod Stewart did it. Way more famous with Rod mm-hmm. Stewart, but a terrible song with Rod Stewart. And I know Julia doesn't like the. That man, like she just doesn't he's like acting. It. He's it's performance art. There's no way he can. Dude, sound like you that. will never have a more entertaining time than watching Tom Waits <laughs> on like a talk show in the 70s. Look it up on YouTube. I challenge okay. everyone. It's amazing. He's hilarious. He's really funny. Self-deprecating. We'll Whatever. post a link somewhere. All right, yeah, we probably won't. But uh, all right, how about what? Oh. You want to do that? You want me to? No, do that? you can do whatever you want. I know you're showing me something. I'm just showing you I know. Something. He want, so so Mashburn's trying to insert his authority to play a whole other song. I was gonna. I have a you lot on like, here. You look like you were drowning. I was. I wasn't you drowning. No, 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 no. That's just how he looks. Okay. I just look. Yeah, I look a little downsy and drowny all the time. Uh, <laughs> I want candy. People don't realize that was a cover. That was yeah. a song. That really? Was a cover? Yes. Uh, pretty good one at that. I was gonna play. I will survive by cake. Because screw Glory Gainer, Cake, I think, did a good version. I think so. I, we played that. Did we? we play a Cake song? We may have. Okay. We might have. I actually like Cake. So. Okay, so good thing we didn't play You know what? I'll do, I'll do Mashburns, because his is good. I'm going to do yours. <laughs> I'm not browbeating you into it. I was just throwing a suggestion out in case you needed something. I don't really... You know, I li- you know I'm going to do I'm gonna do I Want Candy, just because I like the version. Okay. Like, so cool. here, it's by, the, it's by the Strange Loves, which is a great name for a band. Uh, but here's I Want Candy, and then we're going to do Bow Wow Wow after. Dwight's just chiming in. So all the growls are brought to you by Dwight today. All right. So what do you guys think? Uh, uh, you go first, Brian. Okay. Um, You're the guest. I, I didn't even know it was a cover, so that was yeah. interesting hearing the original. And I could kind of see where they were coming from, you know. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think the, the later version by Bow Wow was pretty amazing. Well, that's I the one we've too. all heard, right? Yeah. Our time. So, yeah. I agree. I, I like the Bow Wow version. Um I actually had a, I saw Bow Wow Wow Halloween like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it was at, uh, it was at the, um, the Wayfair here in Southern California. There's a place called Wayfair, Costa Mesa. And we went, I actually went with Tavis uh, and a couple of, a couple of friends. And, uh, and man, it was, I think it was the original bass player. Okay. But they got uh, like a hired singer and some young guns to kind of come in and play. Um, 
There was like 20 paid, maybe. Wow. <laughs> there wasn't anybody in there. There wasn't anybody if in there. That. So, yeah, so whatever. I mean, it was it was kind of sad to watch, but uh, and they played the hit, and it was fine. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of sad that it, you know, it comes down to that for bands, but. A lot of bow, but not a lot of wow, huh? Yeah, exactly. Not not so much wow. Not so yeah. much wow. I mean, wow, Dwight. Really? Really? <laughs> Speaking so, of bow wow. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> usually this bow wow wow is very quiet. Oh, I see what see you what did. See what I did there? Yeah. Hey yo. Dad jokes. Hey yo. <sighs> Oddly enough, only I'm not a dad. I'm the only guy in here who isn't a dad. So there. Is Dwight one? True. Too? Dwight is not a dad either. <laughs> not that we know of. <laughs> not that we know of. But who knows? All right, so near misses. Near misses. I have a lot. Yeah, I mean. So let me clear my throat. My Brian, what are your near misses, buddy? You got a bunch. Oh, right? we were supposed to do near misses. No, we're not going to play any. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. What, what are the ones we actually you well, wanted to play that you didn't get to? Well, I'll do this. Actually, one that what I didn't think was near miss, but then it was. Um, I think it was a push. It was Tainted Love. Yeah, I was okay. going to go with Soft Cell, and then I saw t- it sitting on the, in your list. I was and, like, "That's pretty cool." And then I listened to the original today, and I was like, "You mm-hmm. know what? Her version's pretty kick ass too." Yeah, it and is, their yeah. version has gotten a lot more eighties sounding and kind of hokey yes. over time. So, but then you know that's the one I knew. So I, I kind of, I don't know. Yeah, that early eighties electronica. Sometimes it just doesn't age as well. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, like you know, Joy Division seems to age better mm-hmm. than something like that. I don't know why, but it yeah, just does. I, it could go either way. Like I said, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this one isn't a near miss, but the one that I was going to go that I didn't use was uh, Valerie. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was what he's pointing at when, uh, when he's all who <laughs> Got this. it. Because that, that original version of Valerie is really cool. Yeah, the Zootons one's not bad. I, I wasn't even really that familiar with it, which, was, which is what I was going to do, because most people I don't think know it. I think Dude, they, I saw it on your list. I didn't know who the Zootons were. I was like, who is this band? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, but when you hear it, the guy's a great singer. Mm-hmm. But her version's so good. I actually had thought, I knew it was a cover, but I always assumed it was a cover of a song from like the sixties or early seventies. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was a cover too, but like maybe of like a uh, some kind of torch song singer or something back in this. Yeah, but then when uh, I actually heard the people wrote it, I was like, oh, they actually did it like two years before she did it, right? With Mark Ronson, so that that's interesting. Well, uh, I like near misses for me. Um, I had. Uh, it's odd because you took a bird song, Brian. You took a bird song off mm. of yours, and I. I had Mr. Tambourine Man on mine, or I know I'd feel a whole lot better on mine. I had the Tom Betty version of that because I think they're, but they're so similar. You know, the, yeah. it's like they both use the same guitars. It's almost like they produced it the same. Um, I had Bruce Springsteen originally wrote Blinded by the Light that was made famous by uh, Manfred Mann. Mm. Um, I had uh, Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You, of course, the Dolly Parton version. Uh, Ooh, that one should have been on the argument list. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, yeah, hey, I, let's yeah. do it right now. <laughs> Screw it. I'm Here a Dolly fan. You're a Dolly through. fan? All right, let's yeah. do the Dolly version right now. I feel like Dolly's having a comeback moment these past few years. Yeah. You know, she's kind of the grand woman who they're looking back she at. She is. All right, the Dolly version. So, thoughts on Dolly? Um, so, it kind of sounds... Like, I love Dolly Parton, 
but it does sound like she's holding back. Like she could have brought the intensity that Whitney does. And you can, it just seems like she's not giving it her all in that song. Yeah. It almost sounds like she's on the verge of tears or a little girl. Like it sounds like a a very uh, adolescent voice. It's Mm -hmm. a very like sweet sadness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was also probably produced in a way that was like, contemporary you know sure. like how of country time, music yeah. ballads were like done in that and way. i mean that yeah. probably came out i'm gonna guess in the late 60s early 70s yeah i would say 70s but and then the whitney houston version i mean it the way it starts out so dry just i mean those are dry vocals you know with no accompaniment i mean and i think that lends itself to the crescendo like the build-up in the yeah. end right yeah it's it's emotionally impactful like right from the get yeah and absolutely. then when she hits the big note you're just like it's over. Yeah, because when that song came out, I had never heard the Dolly Parton version. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. that it was a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I remember that song being uh, huge. Oh, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, it's terrific. It'll be terrific. It's huge. And then <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think about these two different artists singing the same song. Right. Very different backgrounds. Very different genres. How did they come together? Like, how did Whitney decide to cover that dolly I was song that music supervisor of that of yeah that movie that probably did that <laughs> probably uh, yeah. look up that guy that yeah. guy did that, that would be a good story talent. to look up yeah it's a yeah, good question right but yeah she did a great job yeah okay well cool anyway so there's a lot in your misses for everybody wait so. i didn't go over mine oh what are yours okay um i did have it's my life from no doubt and talk talk oh that's that that's actually be pretty cool and they're pretty close yeah. but again i feel mm. like no doubt's production value on that song just stands out and makes it like a winner above the original. The bass playing in that, both yeah. those songs is rad. Yeah, it's it's interesting. When they brought theirs out, because at that point I was like old enough to know the original, I was like, ooh, interesting. But I think mm-hmm. it worked really, really well for them. I think mm-hmm. it did too. Um, they Theirs is actually, the production is more modern as far as the, the quality, but mm-hmm. there's less things there because they don't have all like the 80s synths and stuff. Right. Got the it, yeah. And things, so some of that stuff's missing a little bit. But um it was an interesting choice, but it worked really well for mm-hmm. her vocally. It mm-hmm. really, yeah, really did. Absolutely. So. And again, it's one of the songs, like, you can tell that it was, a, they were fans of that song yes. and they, oh, totally. you know, they yeah. wanted to do that song because otherwise, why would you? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then the last one was um, 13 by Big Star Elliot Smith. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They both sound right. so similar. But people love the Elliot Smith version oh, no, because of him. Of the, I'm a huge fan of the Big Star. Version. Me too. Yeah. Like I love Big Star so much, and I love their version of the song. Yeah, no, that's a good choice. More. I didn't even think of that, and that kind of bums me out that I didn't think of that. That should have been one of the first things I thought of. Dang it! Done fucked up, kid. <laughs> fucked Does up. anybody have one song where like someone did a cover, and it was just absolutely atrocious, and the, just the original was way better? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, should we go out on a really mean note? <laughs> Um, we could. we can edit this whole section out. Yeah, this okay. is this is bonus innings right here. So so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so for me, it, I'm gonna go back to that Tom Waits. Uh, <laughs> and here we go. Here's the thing, I absolutely I cannot. St- I'm going on record. I cannot okay. stand. I cannot stand Rod Stewart. I hate Rod Stewart with a passion. Is it the mullet? Or I don't know if it's it? the mullet or it's that he's 75 years old. But the funny thing is, I like. I'm a big fan of like that mod Northern soul. Like I love that mod rock and yeah. roll. Like from the six, like the small faces, yeah, is is good, right? But I don't like anything that Rod Stewart has ever done, and I don't know why. As a solo artist, as a solo artist, yeah, small faces. I could. You didn't think he was sexy? I didn't think. No, (laughs) I definitely did not think he was sexy, and I'll let you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think he's going to stay forever young despite all attempts. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, that, that would be mine for sure. Because uh, I don't care if you like Tom Waits' gravelly voice or not. He wrote a beautiful song and a pining song. And uh, Rod Stewart just was like, hey, you know what? Let's just dress this up and <laughs> package this with a cover record and, and let's get let's get to a million copies. What do you say? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, true. What about you? Anybody else have one that you're absolutely mm. despised? Not that I can think of you know, off the top of my head. I brought up the topic and I didn't even have one in mind. I just threw nice. that out there. No. But, uh, nice. But okay. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna grab something. I'm gonna say Tom Jones doing Kiss by Prince. Didn't like it. Oh yeah, I didn't know. even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. kind of already don't like it. Kind of do yeah. anything yeah. like that. Tom Jones covers. It's really and Dwight doesn't like it either. So there's that. Um, that might have been an obvious choice, but <laughs> that is the first not. thing that popped in my head. I was like, you know what song I really like a lot better than I'm not a huge fan of Trent Reznor's. I've never have been. Um, other, I think he makes a clean sounding record. I just don't. I'm not a fan of his. But I have Hurt uh, by Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. on here with that rick rubin produced and we've played some stuff off of that that american records the the four or five records that yeah. that johnny cash has that rick rubin produced and they're all really great and in particular that song i think is i like i love the johnny cash version way more he, he than he just I do. has it's that older man's voice yes, right that yeah. like it's kind of shaky oh yeah it, it well just, he died like four years later yeah. three four years later you know and then just, I thought he died yeah. like a year later. Uh, maybe. I thought yeah, he was it like, been. like a year after it or something. Or his wife died. It could have been. It was, it, was it was a death that was very close to he that time. He didn't die and then it came out afterwards? No. It was no. something right there. Oh, yeah. Well, June died first. Okay. I think, right? Yeah. I think so. she died and he recorded that and then I think he died like a year later. Yeah. Oh, man. Something just, like that. Yeah. Just hearing the vulnerability in that because that's a, another a very, I could be wrong. A very dry vocal. Uh-huh. Oh, trust me, dude. We don't care about facts here. It's fine. <laughs> it was your experience. This, this, is your so- this is your song you're writing in story form. So it's It fine. was your suggestion. Choose I'm just going to make up facts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I liked both versions of that song. I think it's a really cool song. Mm-hmm. I liked the original and then when he did it, I went, oh, this is such an interesting take. It's way more emotional maybe the way he does mm-hmm. it yeah exactly but i thought the original one was cool too but then i don't know i like i like nine inch nails so okay so there you go yeah um yeah well cool thank so, you brian thank yeah, you for coming for it was great having fun. you and uh do we have anything to plug Does yeah Tommy what, what do you have going on what do you want to talk about oh my goodness uh all our eight band. listeners will be <laughs> attentive to yes, all eight listeners uh yeah working in the group called bite me bambi we've got a Probably another single coming out in early June. Awesome. And a few shows coming up. So And yep. it's the single you like, Julius. So Is it? Yes. Oh good. I yeah, love that so. song. If- yeah. And then um And we're not see. doing any covers on this. No <laughs> covers, yeah. Got After it. this podcast, I don't want to risk it, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and we, we, oh, so we're gonna plug the band. Where are we playing next? Uh June June fifteenth. We're playing June fifteenth. There you go. At Is the that- Way at the Wayfarer. At the Wayfarer. Same place where you saw same place where I saw Bow Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, Bambi could stink it up. Not as bad, probably. Didn't I just see like a slacker show come up? Is that you guys? Yeah, we weren't supposed to announce that till after the 15th, <laughs> oh. but thanks for... It, don't worry. A lot of people are screwing that up. It's, it's already fun. on Facebook. I know. Yeah. Okay. I, trust me. It's not supposed to be. We can cut this out. Sorry. Nah, you're fine. I, I it's, already, it's already out there. What do you okay. Do? All right. I said I was interested in the event. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> One thing you don't want to advertise you have a paying gig coming up is a free gig that's coming after yeah. that. So thanks, Julia. <laughs> you didn't have to say it was free, man. No, that's, well, all right. But all we got to okay. play with the slackers, and they are awesome. So yeah, yeah. Time. anytime you can play with the slackers, that's a good day. 
So, uh, well, cool. Uh, hey, dude, thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah awesome. thank you so much for coming on. This was actually, me. it turned out to be really fun because sometimes, like, cover songs Jeez, seem... <laughs> Like, everyone has a cover song, but the way I love, like, our discussions on it, it worked out really well, yeah. and uh, really surprised by a lot of these songs, too. Yeah, so, me too. I'm glad it worked out. I think it worked out really well. All right, well, Dwight, you have anything you want to say? <laughs> no? Okay. Now Same he's quiet. Now, now, quiet. now he's quiet. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind-the-scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to the website, <laughs> MixtapeMixtapePodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the spot- songs on Spotify. Just know that I worked really hard on putting all those playlists up and I have feelings. Or did you work really hard at avoiding other responsibilities? Shut up. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing. We know you're busy people. But go ahead and click to review and give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.